Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 148 with our guest, Amber Vilhauer. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining us and tuning right into the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I am your host, Josh Carey. Our guest today is a digital marketing industry leader who supports authors, speakers, and coaches to establish a powerful, integrated online presence that gets results and empowers them to make a difference in their industry. How cool is that? Meet Amber Vilhauer. Since starting her own company, NGNG Enterprises, Inc., that stands for No Guts, No Glory, in 2007 and launching Leverage to Scale in 2018, she spent her career impacting her community and building strong strategic alliances with industry leaders and game changers across the web. She supports thousands of entrepreneurs across all continents to get results. She is the secret weapon behind several successful launches and number one best-selling books, including Mark Victor Hansen, Brendan Burchard, Lisa Nichols, and Les Brown, some of my all-time absolute favorites. I can't wait to have this dialogue. It's Amber Vilhauer. Hello, Amber. Josh, I'm so happy to be here. Like I, I just, I love what you are all about. Um, so I'm really excited to go deep with you today. Help some people out. Oh, I appreciate that. And as soon as I got the request to book you on the show, I, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> For so many reasons, because yeah, professionally, what you do today is relevant to the person listening. They're an entrepreneur. They're a business owner. They want to get their message out. They want to tweak and, and rework their online presence. They want to do it right. Uh, I spent years in that world, so I get it. I'm like, yes, preach mm-hmm. it. But then also your story, your message, your journey is like, it, it, it's just what, I, what I'm about. It is, it is really just about showing up as your true self. Is that the, is that the basis and foundation of what we're, we're, we're talking about today? Yeah. So many business owners are out there trying to figure out how to do their funnel and what lead magnet works the most. But honestly, it starts with you. 
And I think that when you really face yourself and you, there's a choice to make, there's a choice about just accepting who you are and striving to, you know, grow and be a better human, right. Or be more loving. Um, but it really starts with you. And the more that you can bring your full, true, authentic self online, that my friends is what is going to help you stand apart in your industry. Uh, so it's less about the lead magnet or the sexy headline. And it's more about bringing your true essence into the online world. I, I like that because I get that. I, the way I put it, when I was going through all my mess and trying to come out successfully on the other side, I realized that I've been banging my head up against the wall figuratively, sometimes <laughs> literally, right? It's like, okay. Um, trying, to, trying to make make more, do more, impact more, feel more, just never happening. But on paper, I'm like, I don't know why this isn't working. It should be working, but it wasn't. And then I had the realization, oh, you know what? Until I tweak myself, this is not going to change. I'm still bringing all of my issues, all of my anger, frustration, and neuroses to the business. And that's what was happening. So I, I knew that I had to step back and, uh, and figure that out before anything else changes. And that's exactly what you're saying. So you created NG, NG Enterprises, no guts, no glory. Tell me, what does that phrase really mean to you? Isn't that cool? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I was, um, <clears throat> had to form an LLC and, you know, I'm thinking business name, business name. It feels like this should be important business name. And then in the moment I remembered, my mom used to say to me all the time growing up, no guts, no glory. And uh, single mom worked very, very hard to put my sister and I through a private high school and give us every opportunity. And I always really respected and, and admired my mom. I still do today. She's incredible. And so I just thought, you know what, what better message to remember every single day as I have to face my fears, I have to step into my greatness and so NGNG was born. And then I thought, how cool that my clients now get to adopt that as well and face their fear. So it's just been like a really cool thing. <laughs> I love that your mom is the catalyst for that. How did that show up when you were a child? What was the, what was the communication there? How did she instill that in you? You know, I just, I just remember it being there. I, I think it was less about specific moments, but I always admired her because, you know, she really was somebody that lived that no guts, no glory. I mean, I always saw how she was building businesses and traveling the world and she was growing wealth and she gave us the most incredible experiences. And I thought, how does a single person do all of this? And I used to see the way that people just admire her and they're drawn to her light and her magnificence. I mean, seriously, she's really a remarkable woman. And so I don't know, she, it was just in the way that she was, she led by example, but it was also something that she just said regularly, probably in moments when I was feeling afraid or, you know, up against a big challenge, I'm sure. Hmm. Um, what was it about her? Could you look back or did you know at the time, or could you tell us now what made her so literally attractive 
to others, magnetic to others? What did she have in place and, and what have you brought into your life today of those same qualities? Is this something somebody could take on for themselves to make themselves more attractive to the people they want to serve? 100%. Yeah. And that's a big part of my message today, but it's her, it's her light. It's her goodness. That's really what it is. When you are in service to others, like right now, this is not about me. I, you know, I'm not here like wondering what I look like and what I sound like. Isn't it going to be perfect? Is it going to help me sell more? No, I'm here to serve, right? I'm serving. I, I, I imagine there's somebody driving a car. There's somebody, you know, wiping off a counter right now and they're listening in and I'm here for that person, you know, and she was that way too. We both exist in the world in that way. When you are present, when you are in service of others, people feel that and they are drawn to it because it's different, right? Most people today, Josh, you know this, they're like, you know, they're sort of having the conversation, but they're on their phone. They're distracted thinking about all the other stuff that they have to do. And it's like, whoa, whoa we have this moment in space together right here, right now. This is magical that we're both alive in this moment right now. And I know that you are full of wisdom. You've lived a life of pain and happiness and challenge and fear. Like, what do you know that I could learn from? And we have this connection. Like, I think it just comes from like this genuine interest in other people and wanting to help. And boy, people feel that and they're just drawn into it. They want to know like, what is that? What do you have? What is that essence? They can't even define it, but she's always had it. And I'm, I'm really glad that I studied her and observed her as much as I did because I can have a piece of that too. Let's talk about the F word, fear, mm. of course, <laughs> right? It's the fear I love word. the F word. I know. <laughs> uh, many, many in that category, but let's talk about fear. Um, and I like how you said that you bring that to your, to your clients to help them overcome that through their work. And my goodness, even in the, I mean, the, the intro, the bio that I, um, I have for you that I read doesn't even do it justice. I mean, you are, you are side by side. You are like you, like it said, the secret weapon for a lot of the huge names in the online world in the author world in the entrepreneur space you help them bring their message to, to, to the people, um, whether it's them or somebody not in the spotlight. How do you first begin to get them over fear, begin that process? Well, fear is inevitable. You can't get rid of it right? It's just like death and taxes. Fear is always going to be present in your life. And once I really accepted that, then things just shifted for me. And then I thought, well, if it's always going to be there, how can I change my relationship to fear? Um, and I'm still actively working on it because I can tell you, Josh, that I actively put myself in situations that scare the living daylights out of me. I mean, I'm scared every single day. And it's because I'm taking chances, I'm making big choices, I am trying to still find my greatness, right? Like, I like myself, I believe in myself, but I know there's more. I know there's more, which means that I have to keep putting myself in the face of challenge to continue to learn what I'm really made out of. And that is so scary. Um, so what I do is when I feel fear, I first have to have awareness of, and this is all what I teach other people too, but you have to be aware of that feeling. Then I challenge that feeling. I think, 
is this really fear or is it excitement? Mm. Is it a different feeling? Um, and so, you know, like when you're walking out on stage and you just feel that like every cell in your body is vibrating, like, is that fear or is that excitement? Like you're on the verge of something amazing and you can, and your mind is a very powerful place. You can convince yourself of anything. So maybe you could condition yourself that that feeling is not a bad feeling. Maybe fear is a good feeling. So I challenge myself. I have this conversation, but either way, when I feel that feeling, oh boy, I lean into it and I lean into it hard because I have learned that the only way through it is through it. I got this little fortune cookie that said, do the thing you fear and the death of fear is certain. So if I am afraid of going out on a big stage, let's say 12,000 people, and yet I really have this deep passion and desire to serve and help others, and I know that's my way to do it, then it's time to lean into it hard and fast, put myself in the fire and just get through it. Because once I do it, I won't be afraid of it anymore. And that's something that influencers, these big influencers that I'm working with, you think that they have any sort of exception to this? No, they are afraid all of the time. In fact, arguably, the more, more success yeah. you have, the more fame, the responsibility is, is suffocating. I mean, you just don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to let down people. And so we are all complicated. But if we keep it simple, lean into it, trust, be in service, share your light with the world, then it's going to work. It has to. I'm scribbling notes here because I want to <laughs> uh, uh, double back to some of these things. I mean, the, first of all, to say we are all complicated, yes, yes. And that's such an, an important realization for us to take comfort in because um, I have a... Um, I have a talk that I give that says embrace the awkward and that simply yeah. means that we are all magnificently awkward but we sometimes acknowledge our own awkwardness and and allow that to separate us when really come on that's what defines us and connect we are all comically awkward if if you yeah. watch yourself and really become oh my gosh <laughs> in your own environment alone you do some odd things we all do we all do but then we feel embarrassed or quirky or ashamed about it and that cuts us off but we are all incredibly wonderfully awkward and to say we are all complicated yes and and that should help you feel a little relieved no and the fact that you put it into perspective that these bigger influencers are are more fearful and they have to work through it because of the of the responsibility. The one thing I want to get your your take on is you were talking there and said how it was important at at one point in the journey to like myself and believe in myself. And I really take that to heart because I I was the same way. I could not like myself for all the reasons uh, until I made the choice to like myself and consciously and deliberately work through that to like myself and believe in myself. Tell us about your awareness and transition in and around that. And I know it's probably still a daily thing for me. It's, 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 it's like I'm in recovery. It's, it's, I wake <laughs> up, it's a new totally. Right. And, and in many um, ways we are, right? So, There's always something to improve upon, right? There are absolutely things that I don't like about myself and I'm trying to figure out well, like, why is it there and how to wrestling through it a little bit and trying to be more mature in some ways. <laughs> like, 
And then this other side comes in that's like you you like most about yourself, like you know, so just give yourself a little bit of a break, have some ease and humanity. So I would say that, you know, I actually didn't like myself for most of my life. Um, and I really felt the turning point in my early twenties. So, you know, we're talking about maybe 15 years ago. And, um, so I'm 36 now, 36 and a half. And, uh, (laughs) But I didn't like myself growing up because my older sister, who's an incredible human being, she just cast a very large shadow because of her magnificence. She was Miss Teen Arizona, straight A student, popular, gorgeous, like everybody liked her and she filled a room with her energy. And I was younger and I am more of an observer anyway, naturally. And so I just sort of got smaller and smaller and smaller inside. And then it felt darker and darker and more lonely and more painful. And I just, I shrunk to almost nothingness by the time I got to high school. And also it didn't help that in school, I was never well-liked. I can't tell you why, um, cause I was just sort of like innocent and harmless. And I, I think it was maybe that I didn't put myself out there. And so I was just kind of always behind the scenes. And by the time I got to high school, Josh, I started to hang out with people that I thought were like good enough for me. Now, if I felt that awful inside and I was trying to match that on the outside, you can only imagine the types of kids that I was calling my quote friends. I mean, these were ugly people doing ugly things in the world. Me too. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Like it scared me, but I thought that was what I was good enough for. I mean, it, it, I just don't ever want anybody to have to feel that way, which is part of my mission today. But back then I very much didn't like myself and it culminated, um, in a night that I walked into a party that I didn't realize was set up for me. And that night there were about 80 kids there And five girls jumped me and they beat me up that night and everybody stood around and watched. I'm sorry. Can you just, can you just clarify that statement? You didn't know that the party was set up for you. What does that mean? I walked into this party. There are 80 kids there and I got jumped that night. And that night it hit my awareness that like they knew this was going to happen. They had planned that. And, um, that realization, and by the way, just so that there's not an open loop here, the reason that this happened was an act of retaliation because somebody had told me a secret about like, oh, I'm sleeping with so-and-so's boyfriend and my little sensitive heart wanted to protect the girl who was clearly getting wronged. And so I told her the secret and then she didn't believe me. And then the secret got out and now I'm the bad guy that was literally just trying to do the right thing and be honest. Like my one act of courage, my whole time growing up trying to do the right thing. And the next thing I know, I'm getting jumped at a party and then the, you know, the instigator of it all said like, this is what you get. And it was a really ugly moment. And, you know, it actually took a lot of healing in me to have courage after that, you know, to still stand up for what I believe is the right thing. Because when life slaps you down that hard, that dramatically and traumatically, you know, most people cave and they think, well, that's just the world. And I know my place now. But that night, instead, 
I looked up at the stars and I was crying. I mean, like I just felt so lost beyond repair. And I just thought like, is this my life? Is this the way it's going to be? And I had to face myself and think, no, like if I want to save my life, then I need to change my life. And instead of making decisions based on what I felt like inside today, I had to make decisions based on what I wanted to feel like in the future. You know, if I wanted to have friends, if I wanted to feel seen and heard and loved and valued, and I wanted to get away from drama in my life and gossip and mean people and, you know, what, who would I have to be to attract in better people and a better atmosphere? And so decision by decision, day by day, you see, I started to turn things around. I stopped caring about friends and high school and all this stuff. And I focused on my grades. I graduated with honors, which was a big deal because my freshman year, I was failing classes. So I graduated with honors. I repaired the relationship with my parents because I'd been shutting them out for years. And then I grew into somebody that today I'm really proud of who I am today. And now I want to spread that goodness and that opportunity to others who are feeling just as lost and that despair. It's, it's a choice. It really is a choice, even though it doesn't feel like it. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I have my own parallel version of that story almost to a T um, I, in, in, I must've been 14, 15 years old, me and a couple of friends were walking from a high school dance from the back of the building, walking around the dark side of the building to get picked up in the front. And while we were there, I had this cool jacket on and a few people out of the blue jumped me trying to take my jacket and my friends just watched while it happened. And it was all kinds of devastating too. I don't, I haven't really spoken about that in so long, but I I just got that parallel. Um, And that just tied into the type of person I I was around the, in high school, the smokers and the drug dealers and the, we would have been friends. Yeah. The burnouts. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So uh, I get that, but it took me, you know, decades to really stop the pattern. Um, and, you know, grow up, really. I say that um, I, I was immature for, for so much of my life. I just couldn't figure it out. It took my two children in part to stare mm-hmm. up at me and finally realizing that I'm the child in that circle and I got work to do and I'm going to be a little better. I know I'm capable, which was my thing. I always knew I was capable, but I was scared out of my mind, didn't believe it, didn't want to be that person, already identified as the non-capable person and attracted all that stuff. So you were able to, it seems like mature a little earlier and, and, and get on track. How, how much, how much time passed from the incident when you were 15, 16, you said to when you really had that realization? Well, it was that night that yeah. I knew I had to make a change. But really? Now, yeah. It, it, that night scared the you-know-what out of me. I mean, that was like, I could see two paths ahead of me. I could see if I continued down the path that I was going down, I couldn't see beyond my mid-20s. It was creepy. It just felt like dark and it an abrupt short ending. And then I could almost see this other path that was just light and it just kept wow. going. And so I just 
you know, and that sounds kind of esoteric and strange, but like, you know, you have these senses or a, a vision and that was the vision. And I just thought, well, don't want this. So I'm just going to start making better choices. And, um, but it, it really took a long time. It felt like forever for me to dig out from that place of suffering because I still had to go back to school the next day and be surrounded by these nasty human beings. (laughs) You know, I, I still had to go home and be grounded for, you know, all of the lies and all of the things that I had done, you know, out of acting out. And I still had to improve my grades from D's all the way up to A's. I mean, it was like, it took a lot of effort, man. And by the time I finally graduated, it was such a relief, such a release to break out of that environment. And then I got this random job I started going to college and um, I got this random job selling Cutco cutlery, <laughs> high-end kitchen knives. And I had never sold anything. I didn't even know how to talk to people. I had no confidence, but I needed a job and they said they were going to pay me even if I didn't make any sales. So oh, wow. I, I did what they told me to do and it worked. And out of my first weekend, I ended up being one of the top sales producers in my hundred person training class. And I walk into the office that next morning to a round of applause and people saw me and it was the best feeling. Like, like I, you know, they were just recognizing me. Good job on your big sales weekend. But like, to me, it was like the heavens opened up and everybody was singing and rejoicing. And it just felt like I was seen for really the first time and I was accepted and I was valued. And it was really that moment that everything else changed. And I started to open up to my potential. I opened up to what's possible. And then everything after that just scaled up. Let's talk specifically about that. Uh, because for me, I know, I, I love how you said it's a choice. If you feel and act a certain way, it's a choice and that's empowering. That's the way you want it. There are people who hear that, as you know, and think, no, it's not me. It's this, it's them, it's her, it's him, it's that, it's if, if this, if that, if this, Mm -hmm. fine. But we know it's a choice. Okay. (laughs) It's a choice. So once you, once you embrace that and you can start to put change slowly but surely, yes, it is a process. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, it's going to take some time. But once you make that conscious choice like you did saying this can't continue, what, what steps, what things did you then have to do, have to change on a daily basis? What actions did you then begin to either short-term or long-term really do for yourself? Um, well, like back then when I was in high school, I, for one example, if I knew I wanted to improve my grades, I had to start going into office hours and you know what? Going in for office hours isn't sexy time. Like it, it sucks, (laughs) but you know, all of a sudden my teachers started to see something in me. And, you know, they saw my effort. So then they wanted to give more to me, which propelled me to want to, you know, I want them to be proud of me now. And so then I would take the extra mile and I would study even harder. So, I mean, it's like little actions like that. Um, And I'm sure that there were other things that are probably lost on me in this moment, but I will say that there are things about myself that I I'm still working on right now. And there's always this process of like, 
prolonged disdain where it's like, I'm aware that this is a problem. I'm aware that I don't like about myself and I'm being really immature about it. And I know that it's a choice, but I don't want to make the right choice because I'm a child inside still in some ways. And I'm almost like rebelling against having to do make the effort. And then there becomes this moment where I'm just like, wow, why was I wasting so much time? Like it's, I'm over it now and I'm ready to step into this next piece of my greater self. You know, let's take working out, for example. Like if I just felt like, well, I'm lazy and I don't want to do it and I don't want to have to put in the work. Like I'm totally a whiner in the very beginning, but then it's this moment of like, uh, nobody's going to work out for me. I just need to take the action and get going. And the first three weeks are going to suck. But after that, I'm going to start feeling vibrant and energetic and stronger. And it's just going to, I'm going to have this momentum built up and it's going to be easier to make other decisions. And so I don't know, I think it's just baby steps. You have to actually maybe force yourself in the beginning and just wait until that period of time where it becomes more of a routine and a habit and becomes easier and you feel better about yourself. Let's talk. I, I know we don't have nearly enough time uh, know, for man. everything. We can talk all day. I like you so much. <laughs> oh, I I feel the same way about you, Amber. Thank you. Um, like I said, even before we hit the on air button here, uh, this 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 could turn into a series. I mean, we didn't even get into like the practical. Here's what you do on your website, or here's what you need for your online business. Um, great, granted, but but this is is. So, yeah. so, so important because what we're talking about is, is, is getting, getting this right, getting this right, getting everything right that we both acknowledged. Um, nothing's going to change out here until it changes here. Let's talk about excuses because you just brought that up and I know that that's a roadblock for people. What is the, what is at the base here? You know, for the person listening, um, what do they have to understand, come to terms with? Is it that, um, they have to find ways to like themselves at the base. I keep going back to that. Is that what it is? And then figure out who you are or who you want to be. How do we, how do we put dialogue to that? I think excuses are just a part of being human. So maybe we could put that in the same category as fear and death and taxes. I mean, I think it's, almost impossible to remove all form of excuse in our world, right? And, you know, it could be just that it is in some ways more comfortable to stay where we are um, as opposed to taking an action to change, right? Even if we're not happy, um, there is a comfort in not changing anything. There's a stability. And by I think our very nature, I mean, we used to be hunted by wild animals, right? And so like we crave security, we crave control, we crave stability. And so change is hard for us, right? We fear that. So we make excuses um, like, oh, it's so-and-so's fault, right? That's an excuse 100%, right? Because you're not taking accountability for your own happiness on the inside. You're blaming other people. That's just another form of an excuse. Um, keeping yourself small, not using your voice, you know, not, not taking action to realize your full potential, not facing your fears, right? Um, not going after your dreams because you're scared of success. Like these are all things that we all deal with. And yet, why aren't we talking about it as commonly as we complain about things? I mean, like, you know, I just feel like we do have to take ownership of the excuses that we make we do need to take action into becoming somebody that we really like about ourselves. So for example, if 
you get off of work and you sit and you look at your flabby gut and you don't like that about yourself, then go do something about it. Or if you're a person that drinks a pot of coffee and you don't like that about yourself, well, then that's an indicator that it's time to change. Like, you know, you know what you don't like about yourself, but maybe make a decision that there's not some white horse that's going to come in and some prince or princess that's going to save you and magically make it better. If you want to feel happiness that you know you can see in other people, you know it's possible, then it starts with you, man. So like, let's take some action. Let's make decisions for us. Not because we want more money or we want more fame or we want something on the outside, but we do it for us because that's what we need on the inside to know that we had a good life and we're proud of ourselves. Oh, we're going to get part two in the books. Good. Part two in the books. Uh, Goal achieved. <laughs> no, I was just kidding. <laughs> um, so, be, uh, uh, there's, <laughs> again, there's just so much that I want to tie in for, for the listener. Um, but, but, but on that front, you've gotten yourself to a point in life. I mean, I'm sure you acknowledge you're at a very good place. You've gotten whether or not you want to go 10 times further is not the point of this, but you can acknowledge, wow, look at where I've been and look at where I am. And sometimes even on my journey, and I'm relatively new, a few years out from the other side of that nonsense, I see, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm proud of even where I am now, but this is like, this is early. This is so early. And I feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just like looking, looking back on yourself, you, it's important for you to acknowledge real time and, and current accomplishment and identify with that, right? Yeah. And you know what? I have to honor my 16 year old self. And I do, I think about her regularly because if she did not have the courage and the guts to stand back up and to make those decisions, then I wouldn't get to experience this now. And it is, it's amazing. It does not mean that I don't have anxiety or I don't cry or I don't feel depressed or I don't feel challenged or upset or less than I put myself always in the next bigger room in life, which means that I pretty regularly feel like I'm at the bottom of the the rung. I really do. Like right now, the people that I engage with know so much more than I do. I feel like a little shrimp compared to them, but that's a good thing. I lean into that and I think, okay, this is the next leg of the journey. Here we go. Cause I'm ready to keep growing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and absolutely. The thing that I love about that is um, it's not about in, in current day, never getting angry or frustrated or, or acting out or doing a less than ideal um, action. It's about not beating yourself up all day about it, processing it, acknowledging that, you know what, I, I, I did or said something that I'm not proud of, that I shouldn't, I see what happened there, and then figuring out how to process and move on from it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, will leave, I will leave you with this. <laughs> I will leave you with this final question. Ooh. Yes. How would you like to be remembered? There's just one word that's coming to mind, so I'm going to trust it. When people think of me, I want them to think and feel love. That's it. One emotion. I just want them to feel love. And so it really isn't about websites. It's not about marketing. It's not about book launches. It's not about Les Brown or Mark Victor Hansen. It's I literally just want people to feel love when they think of me. 
Oh, I'm all feeling all kinds of love, Amber, really. <laughs> and I mean that. I mean that. I mean I know that. You I, do. Thank I know. you. Yes. I love the way you see me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I appreciate that. Um, so got to leave it there. Um, thank you, Amber. What else could I say? Thank you. We'll see you again soon. Well, yes. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the platform to share my, my wisdom. Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, if you're catching this uh, in your podcast platform of choice, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you are and you like what we're doing, leave a review. I love hearing what you think. Tell a friend. It helps the show grow and grow. And uh, we're going to do this again before too long. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll do it again. Until we do, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>